What's up, everyone? Before we get started on the episode, we just want to take a brief second to thank our sponsor, Vanquishers. Sci-fi, jumping through dimensions, being the hero fighting to create balance across all existence. Does that sound like the kind of heroic journey you would be excited to experience? Look no further than Vanquishers Trading Card Game. That is within your reach. So, step into the Vanquishers universe today. Get exclusive access by joining our community at www.vanquisherstcg.com. Select your hero, equip weapons and armor, and vanquish your enemies. Now let's get started on the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 38 of the Popcorn Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts except for Pandora. Today, we're here to talk about Alex Garland's men. Ryan, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) We've seen each other for two straight days. Yeah. We've been on a work grind recently. Oh, dude, we've been working so hard. We had to watch 18 movies in eight days for our upcoming review with a certain someone that you will get a special little little note from later on. So make sure you listen to the whole episode. But uh, yeah, so we went and saw Men today. Yeah. And uh, before we even get into that, before we get to the actual movie part, me and Ryan have are so thankful for you guys because we are having so much fun doing the episode. It's really cool that we're getting some really cool opportunities recently. Yeah, to work with some bigger name people and to get our first uh first legitimate premiere. Yeah. We've done a couple like early screenings and stuff, mm-hmm. but like we're going to our first legitimate premiere on Monday. Yeah, for uh, awesome. John Favreau's Discovery Earth. Mm-hmm. It's about the dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I am actually excited. I like dinosaurs. I know you do. (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to drive up to New York to go watch that. It's pretty exciting. And, yeah, you guys have been giving us some amazing support. We've been getting a bunch of (laughs) five-star. Ryan just flicked the sock at me. But uh, we've been getting a bunch of five-star reviews. The show is still sitting at a five out of five. It's been pretty cool. We've seen stuff on Instagram come across a couple times. Yeah. Ads for our pages, which is really cool to see. That's awesome. I mean, you guys have been killing it, so. Yeah, I just want to give you guys a quick thank you before we really get into the episode. Yeah, thank you so much for all the support and just listening in general. Like it means a lot. Yeah, because we're we're pretty dumb. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you'll probably see that a little bit later on when we get into the actual review. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got a bunch of fan questions to answer for you guys and our film and TV show recommendations of the week. But starting off, Ryan, uh, what was your all around feel of this movie going experience? Um. Well, I. I don't like horror movies that much. So going into this, I was a little nervous uh, for sure. Because I, you know, from the trailers and everything, this movie just looked very, very creepy. So going into this, I was a little nervous. But when it started the first like two acts, I was really enjoying myself because it was it was a really good balance of like horror and drama yeah. in general. Like the story was pretty good and the acting was really great from jesse buckley and i forgot the guy's name but i have i pulled it all up yeah I um, forget. yeah uh but I, I mean i i was really really enjoying myself up until the last 25 Ro- it's minutes. rory kiner okay rory kiner yeah but everybody was doing a great job um the cinematography was great um throughout throughout the whole thing but yeah I, i'd say the first two acts were just really really strong for me i was really enjoying myself because it was when the horror came in it was very very well done yeah because it, was it wasn't creepy. over the top scary yeah it was just creepy but like the perfect amount of creepy and i just yeah. want to give a heads up if i sound a little weird today it's because ryan's seen my allergies are kicking my ass recently yeah i am low it feels like i'm dying all the time but uh <laughs> yeah we're gonna push through this episode and i just want to give a shout out to mark digby 
he did the production design for men. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was great. Yeah, it like, was really great. I there was probably six visual effects shots in this entire movie. Yeah. And yeah, no, it it's really all for good. one character. Mm-hmm. For the most part. And then Jake Roberts did the editing. Alex Garland, of course, directed and wrote this film. It mainly stars Rory Kiner and Jesse Buckley with an appearance from Papa Esadu and Gail Rankin. But it's literally 98% of the time it's just Jesse Buckley and Rory Kiner. Yeah. Because Rory Kiner plays seven characters throughout the film. Mm-hmm. He plays Jeffrey, the police officer, Samuel, a priest, and two guys at a bar. Yeah, and the naked man. And the which, naked man. Yeah, which we'll get to in He's a the bit. Lorax. He is the Lorax, 100%. Yeah. But um, this is going to contain spoilers, but there's not really anything you can talk about without spoiling this movie. I think we can go for a little bit. Like, oh, just yeah, like, like the just acting. Like our yeah. and, well, do you want to start off with our scores? Yeah, we can start off with the score. You go first. I think I, I gave this a 75. I'm giving it a 76. So we're back on track to our normal within three scores. Mm-hmm. This movie was sitting at an 89.90 for me, yeah, me until too. lay the final 20 minutes, and it just got. We'll, talk, score, we'll get to that part later. My though. score fluctuated a lot when as we were watching this movie because it it changes it changes a lot. Like just the whole feel of it changes, kind of changes like genres a little bit too. But yeah, like, it feels fine in the first two acts, and the the ending is just. It's going to be controversial for sure. Yeah, it goes from more of like a stalk a stalker horror, which I was loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to like full on body horror, mm-hmm. and it kind of skipped over the whole main plot of the whole story. It seemed like and changed yeah. it, the complete thing all at the end. Yeah, which was just it was just weird, it, and it wasn't like Ryan said. As soon as we left, it was weird just to be weird. But we'll get around to that. Let's talk about like let's talk about performances. Jesse Buckley was really good. Yeah, really good. She's an Oscar-nominated actress. Of course, she was going to do a great job. But Rory Kinder, to me, was the standout because the dude does play seven characters. Yeah. And there's a distinct difference between every single one of them. Yeah. No, and every single one was really, really well done. Even the ones that, like, weren't in it that much. Like, he yeah, plays two ones. characters that don't have names. They're just kind of there for a little bit. Well, only two of them have names because the other one just goes by the policeman and yeah. then the priest. Yeah. Yeah, That that is true. But... I think uh, the two guys, you know who I'm talking about, but um, yeah, they kind of have their own like physicality to them a little bit. Like they have different looks and they kind of move around a little bit differently. Yeah. So I all think, have... yeah, his physicality in the role was really, really good. Like his actual physical acting was so good. Yeah. Like the way he, everyone had like a different walk and different like mm-hmm. uh, mannerisms. So yeah. I 100% think he was the standout. Jesse Buckley was very good, but it's kind of like all horror movies. The lead doesn't have to do a ton. Yeah. Just be like a normal person. Mm-hmm. But she was giving an emotional performance because it is a really sad story. Yeah. No, it is. But then it loses all the you lose all your care about it in the final 20 minutes. Which yeah, I for think sure. We're going to say that a lot during this because we love the first two acts. Yeah. And then it kind of loses you. And the third act starts off really strong. Yeah. No, I thought so, too. Crash. It, like, it's the definition of a crash and burn. Yeah. We're going downhill like. Any kind of euphemism that you can use for this is exactly what fits for this. Yeah, the, the third act it was just very disappointing. Yeah. The, the ending of it was just, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that part. It was, very, it was very just, it was very weird. Yeah. Kind of confusing with no resolution. I, it just didn't make any sense. No, it was bad. Yeah. It was just bad. But then the cinematography was great. It's A24. I don't think there's an A24 film without good cinematography. It's kind yeah. of like their staple at this point. Yeah, really. And the practical effects, the actual 
because they're they're in some farmland. Yeah, like that's it's not fake. Yeah, no, they're you, really there. Yeah. It's and just the way that they were doing like all the I love the use of like they weren't really long takes a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It was like long shots, like. Yeah when she's on that first walk she takes and she's looking over that ledge and she, you literally just stare at that tree for like three seconds. Yeah. Nothing happened. You don't need, no yeah. one's in the shot or anything. They, they do hold on shots for a long time in this, but and the I shots like that, are always beautiful. Like that. There's always something to look at in this movie. And I, and I liked it cause it kind of, you were, cause it's a horror movie. You're like, Oh, am I missing something? Is there something moving mm-hmm. around? And of course the scene in the tunnel, which is in the trailer. Yeah. Very cool. That, that scene was really, the, really the great. sound editing for that was, this is amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Super creepy scene. It was. <laughs> it was really creepy. <laughs> Ryan just leaned over to me. He's like, F you. <laughs> yeah. He was not happy to be there at that moment. But I think it ended up being, I was more freaked out than you were. Yeah. But I, I also like being scared, so I don't try and hide that I'm scared about mm-hmm. it. Because, like, there was a couple jump scares that got me. Yeah, the me one, too. The one got both of us. And yeah, we were no. both like, oh. <laughs> and we were both like, I don't like that. <laughs> that, that one was creepy. And the majority of them were in that one scene, yeah. Like where she's going inside the house, outside the house. Yeah. It was all in that scene, which I thought was perfect because it was all this build up. Because mm-hmm. it did a lot of what Scream did, it would build up into nothing. Yeah. But then that scene, it was build up. Something happened. Build ups. Like there was yeah. never a moment of like dullness in that scene. Like it, it was late. Just anything that could go wrong for this poor girl was going. It wrong. was always going wrong. Yeah, yeah. And then we talked about when she would FaceTime her friend and the connection would cut, mm-hmm. it would like freeze a face for a second. It'd be that dude's face. Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. The Lorax. Was, yeah. The Lorax. <laughs> it was just creepy. Like yeah. it was, they, they were building, they were building, building, building. And then mm-hmm. the finish just didn't, didn't work. It did. Yeah. It didn't work at the end. But I, I, we were watching the thing cause me and Ryan are really confused in the ending. So we're trying to see what other people have said. But since we saw this before it officially released, mm-hmm. there's not many much stuff on it yet. Yeah. I completely agree with the guy we were watching. He was saying that Alex Garland's direction was so good, which I think yeah. it was great. And late, I just think he went a little too far. Yeah, I think I think he just I, I don't know, like maybe it was I, I can't imagine that this had a very high budget. So, no, because like, the one yeah. thing I tried to look up yesterday, the only thing I found was that it was like nine million. Yeah, which I mean, it's it makes not, sense. Not There's not high. a lot to work with. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I It's just something about it, like. He was doing such a great job, but I think he just got really carried away on like some crazy thing that he thought of and just went with it instead of really thinking it through. Yeah, I felt like he was like, oh, no one's going to expect this. Let me yeah. drop this. But it just didn't work. No one expected it because none- yeah, no one expected there is no way you walk into this thinking that what happens happens. And we'll <laughs> get to that later on. But I yeah. mean, it is something out of nightmares. Yeah, it was literally like the only thing I said was it was just weird for the sake of being weird like it. Yeah. It just kind of happens, and it doesn't totally make sense. Like, it, there's there's parts of it where you're like, okay, I understand what's happening a little bit. But for the most part, this ending is like, it comes out of nowhere, and it really doesn't make sense. And it feels like he just got really carried away. Like, he had a thought of something that would look cool, and he didn't really piece together how it would fit with the rest of the movie and the story. And me and Ryan both said that we could just be being dumb and missing this, but, like, yeah. I feel like... Like not saying we're experts or anything, but we normally don't miss on like key things. Yeah. That, like part especially of story. not both of us. Yeah, like normally it'd be one of us maybe, and we'll mm-hmm. the other one will explain to each other. Yeah, but it's never I don't think been both of us. But there's Lee. We talked about it. there's one scene from that scene on. It's not good. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk about that when we yeah. actually get in the spoilers. 
but then I'm trying to think editing was good of course like but I feel like this kind of fell into the same trope that every A24 film has fallen into and that's great cinematography great acting weak storytelling yeah because as much yeah, as we love the first two acts the storytelling's not great no it's really not great it's kind of just like it's always creepy. It's always good dialogue. It's yeah. always good filmmaking. But even when it is good dialogue, there's really not that much dialogue. No, like we it's, said, it's just a lot Buckley. of walking around. Yeah, and just watching. Yeah, it's silence. Happen. Yeah, and that's but that's what makes a good horror movie. Yeah, but then again, like a lot of horror movies in the last couple of years, starts off super hot and then doesn't stick the landing. You just can't stick the landing. And what's so upsetting is that I was telling Ryan that this was one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and Scream was not mm. from last year. I didn't even care that the new Scream was coming out. I did not expect anything out of this. Yeah. And I ended up giving Scream a higher rating than I gave this. Yeah. Because Scream sucked the landing because the ending was really good to Scream. Mm-hmm. The ending to... We talked about X, which ended up being... Was that last year or this year? That was this year. This year. Yeah. That will probably be in our top films of the year. Yeah, I think so. We loved X. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, that was this year. Yeah. Yeah. Ty West did a great job. And that... We talked about that sucked the landing. Yeah. Like, perfect really landing. sucked the landing. And this didn't, and it's mm-hmm. sad because it started off, and I was like, "Oh, this this could be right up there with X," and it ends yeah. up being. It started off really, really great. Like there, I, we're there was one scene we both this. agreed, like if the movie had ended right there, it would have been fine. It would have been yeah. high eighties, maybe yeah, like mid eighties, high eighties, and yeah, it would have been a perfect ending, but it was better than the ending we got. Yeah, and Lay like, a horror movie doesn't have to be two hours; it doesn't have to be an hour and four. A horror movie can be an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, at the like Lay can set a. Well, I was just watching something the other day. It was late an hour and 10 minutes. And I was like, mm-hmm. and it still didn't feel rushed or anything. Like, yeah, it's how you write the story. Yeah. You can make it work in that time, in mm-hmm. that time span. Yeah. It's just, they went too big, too much. Yeah. I think a horror is just, it's a genre where you don't really need a great story. Like a great story in a, in a horror movie will always make the movie better, obviously. But it's not something that is like completely necessary. Like if you if your entire purpose of your story is to like not story, the entire pur- purpose of your movie is to just scare the audience. You don't really need a super, super strong story. You know yeah, but I mean? it does help. It all, it, no, it actually story helps. always helps. Yeah, no it absolutely what. helps. But if you look at like the classic slashers like, you know, Halloween. Friday, yeah. Or Halloween's yeah. actually a bad example because that's just a good script and everything's. Yeah, but like Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. yeah, that's just like that's just a scary dude killing teenagers. Like, there's no. Ah, it's a female. It's just sure. mom. Well, the other ones, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's just you don't need a super good story, and you especially don't need a super crazy story where it's like twists and turns, and like you don't know no, all the answers don't. to what's happening. You don't need that, and I think that think about Paranormal yeah. Activity. Yeah, it's literally just home video. Yeah, literally. and that movie made bank, and yeah. The first Paranormal Activity, if you guys have never watched it, I highly recommend you go and watch it because it is frightening. Yeah. And it's literally, I think that movie had like a million dollar budget. Less. I don't think it even had a yeah, that Yeah, mo- and that movie made insane money. Insane money. Just Blair Witch. Yeah. Again, not. there's probably not even really a script to Blair Witch. Yeah. It's probably them, they're like, hey, just talk about this. It's a very loose script. Mm-hmm. And it's generally known as one of the best horror movies of all time. Yeah, and nothing ever actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah, tension. And it's just creepy the entire way through. And this was doing a great job of that, just being mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah. Nothing crazy was happening. Until the end when they, they really tried to like connect a story that wasn't totally fleshed it out. It didn't make sense. Yeah. But again, me and Ryan could be missing something. We are gonna read more into it. 
trying mm-hmm. to make and if we are wrong we'll come back on and say that we're wrong yeah because me and ryan have been wrong a couple times about things and yeah. like on the first episode i said a wrong actor's name mm-hmm. you guys have let us know so. oh yeah I, <laughs> yeah i know you guys let me know when i supposedly hate on no time to die <laughs> but let's get back to someone else we can hate on ryan's never seen a james bond movie so i have i watched casino royale How, okay didn't you just watch that like last week yeah yeah <laughs> it was all right <laughs> That that will start controversy. Oh, that's gonna start a lot of controversy. It's not as best me hating on Titanic. <laughs> that will always be the worst backlash I've got on this gone. show. So okay, let's not bring these things up. <laughs> I finally started gaining listeners back. Yeah. But uh I think this is where we'll take a break and move on to our spoiler half of the episode. Yeah. So if you guys want to jump forward a little bit, we are sitting at 16 minutes right now i'd probably jump to 26 and we're still talking about skip probably another five yeah that sounds pretty good what i say 20 minutes 20 25 yeah so go to the 25 minute mark yeah that sounds good yeah and then if not go to the 30 minute mark we'll definitely be done by 30 yeah because this movie isn't very long not a lot to talk about no except for the ending but uh yeah if you guys are gonna leave us now thank you guys for listening hope you enjoyed our non-spoiler half of Alex Garland's men. Now moving on to our spoiler half of the episode, which we're going to be starting right now. Okay. So yeah, when Batman showed up, man, that was dude, that was insane. When Spider Man came out, and yeah, it was like, oh my god, Miles Morales was so cool. Now, dude. if you're still listening, get out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, dead serious note. What the hell? Was the Lorax that? was just so weird, man. It was so it was weird. a crazy Lorax sequel. Didn't expect it, but you know. The reason we brought the Lorax is because. The naked man that follows her throughout the film ends up, he kind of like every time you see him, he's a little bit different. Yeah. But then the last time you see him, he's a tree pretty much. Yeah. He's like, he's like cutting his skin open and putting like leaves and stuff in it, like leaves and sticks and stuff like that. And he kind of like each time you see him, he has more stuff on him. Yeah. And it's, it's always like nature stuff, but it doesn't. But then the third time, did you notice that he, he did slice his whole face off? I didn't notice it until like right at the end. Yeah. I it showed like the edge of his face. I saw it was all red here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sticks like a cabbage leaf on his face. Yeah. It's it doesn't it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't it never connects to anything. Like No, it doesn't. And it was the whole the whole issue with the movie was that it didn't end up connecting to anything. Yeah. Like it, it it looks cool and if like if that made sense, it would have been a very cool looking character. But it doesn't make sense. And it's just there so the character can look kind of cool. Really if that ending made sense, like what what happens yeah it would have been like an all-time like what the blank moment and but it had no it was just weird to be weird yeah if it was weird to go along with the story Mm -hmm. like i thought maybe like well let's talk about everything else and that that's what we'll end on the ending okay so it pretty much opens she's going to stay in the house you find out her husband had killed himself pretty much and she's blaming on herself because he says, he's like, if you divorce me, I'm going to kill myself, yeah. which is something you can't say to someone. You can't force someone to stay with you. Yeah. It's a terrible it's thing. Not, to do. not the right way to do it. Yeah, definitely not the right way to do it. <laughs> so then you pretty much see her. It still affects her this day. It cuts back and forth to the to the day that he does kill himself. Yeah. And to present day. And she meets all these different people, starting with Jeffrey, who owns the Airbnb that she's going to be staying at. Mm-hmm. She FaceTimes her friend, all the stuff. Growing story. You're learning about her. You're learning about the area and all that kind of stuff. And then she goes on a walk and we get the very fam- the very popular scene from the trailer. 
when she looks down the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. And she sees the naked man for the first time. And I'm not even sure if that is the naked man in there. Because it looks like that guy has clothes on. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It looks like you can see like a jacket like yeah. going back and forth. Like I thought it could have been any of them because yeah. every version of the man chases her at yeah. some point in this movie. It looked like he had clothes on, but then it could have been Jeffrey. Back. It could have been Jeffrey, but then it comes back and like you see him that he was following her through the woods because she well, goes onto that field and you see him. You actually don't naked. know. He could have just been hiding that building. He could have been hiding that building, but because yeah. as she runs away from him, she's running through the woods and you hear the scream that he keeps making as he's following her, but then it gets more and more distant. Yeah. And then she finally runs in this like abandoned little village. It's very small. It's like four buildings. Mm-hmm. She climbs a little fence, like a cowherd fence. What, what are you doing? I don't know. Why are you messing, messing with, with the microphone? Little... Why are you moving the sound piece? I'm not messing with it. Stop telling our audience lies. You ch- Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm the Lorax. I speak for the trees. <laughs> but uh, then she climbs over a fence and she wants to take a picture of that really cool building, which it, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. And then she takes a picture and then notices right after she takes a picture that there's a fully nude man standing next to one of the buildings. And he's not moving. He's not doing anything. He's just standing just there. Just standing staring there. Staring at her. <laughs> just standing there menacingly. Menacingly. <laughs> but uh, then she goes back to her place. Very creepy scene. And she, I think she like showers or something. Yeah. And then she hops on a conference call. And Naked Man shows up again. Yeah. And she never notices him while she's on this conference call. He's just mm-hmm. standing behind her. Yeah, he's like looking at her through the windows and stuff. And every time, every time she stands up to like move around, because her friend FaceTimes her and asks her for like a a tour tour around the the building. Yeah. And every time she stands up and looks around to move around, the naked guy moves like with her between different windows so that she can't see her. It's it's a really, really good, really, really creepy scene where he's basically just stalking her outside. Yeah. Yeah. That scene was really, really well done because you can see him the entire time, but she can't see him. Yeah, so and it just builds that tension. A lot of tension. And, and then she does really, finally really see him. Yeah. It's a very creepy scene because he's just eating an apple from the tree in the front yard. Yeah, just standing there. Yeah, and he doesn't even see her at first. So then she calls mm-hmm. 911. And then he turns and they make eye contact. Very. Yeah. And he, he looks terrible. He's bald. He, I mean, like, he has slashes all over him. Yeah. He's very creepy. He's like, he's all green, but, like, you can't tell if it's, like, grass or moss or if he's just so dirty. And it turns out like, he is just that dirty at that oh, point. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Later on, he, he does have. He has, yeah, weeds growing Very odd. Yeah, but uh, he's then arrested by the police. Yeah. Who's well, also no, remember? Remember, she walks in the hallway and the doors like, oh the yeah, doors, the doors like, open. open, and the music starts ticking up a little bit, and then she um. But the music in that scene is what she yelled down the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, and they turned it into an audio like song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very creepy. Very, very creepy. But finally, she she's looking at the window, like obviously very, very scared. And you see the guy's shadow walk towards it, and she runs and sprints down and locks the door. Finally. Starts backing up, and the guy shoves his hand through the mailbox. Foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. I mean, that scene was really, really creepy. But finally, the the cops do come and arrest the guy. Um, And then the girl interviews her. Yeah. She's actually not credited. Yeah, she's not. She comes and just talks. She's like, hey, that makes sense why you were so scared. He just seemed like a normal old guy. Yeah. Probably live, and she explains like where he was, and she's like, oh, down by the tracks. Yeah. The tracks just to go. That's probably where he was. She's like, oh, yeah, those woods are. Yeah, creepy and stuff. I yeah. thought she was gonna be like, you shouldn't go into. The- I thought they were gonna build some like folklore around it. Yeah, but they didn't. No, nah, they didn't. But then the story continues. More weird interactions happen. She meets Samuel mm-hmm. at the church. Samuel's a like eight year old boy with Rory Kiner's face. Yeah. Wants to play hide and go seek with her. 
And then the priest tells Samuel to run away, who's also played by Rory Kiner. And he gets told to F off by the kid. And you yeah. get a very cool. Inter- and at first, you you think the priest is a nice guy because yeah. he comes off very nice. Yeah. But then he pretty much says, hey, he's like, so you blame yourself for what happened. You're wondering what you could have done differently to keep your husband from killing himself. And then she's like, no, like all this stuff. And he starts to get more and more menacing and she just gets up and leaves. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of figure out that he's a perv. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that scene was creepy because she she basically just tells him to F off and she stands up and kind of storms away. And then it cuts back to him. And he's like rubbing where sitting she on the sitting. bench. Yeah. And he puts his hand right where she was sitting and it's he just starts oh, breathing all heavily. It's oh. a really, really creepy scene. Yeah. Then she goes to the bar that Jeffrey, the Airbnb owner, had told her about. Jeffrey's there. The bartender's there, who's also played by Rory Kiner. And then there's two customers sitting at a table who are also played by Rory Kiner. <laughs> and then the police officer showed up, who's also played by Rory Kiner. Yeah. So he plays eight characters. We forgot the bartender. Yeah. Uh, she's then, They're then talking about the naked man, and the cop tells him how he was released from the prison. Yeah. Because they, they released him because they said they didn't have anything to charge him for. And technically, yeah. they probably didn't have anything to charge him for. Technically not, but... But they also still, could have because he still tried to stick his hand into the room and get into the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I would have said he stole an apple. Yeah, the cop gives the reasoning like, well, he didn't steal anything. We can't keep him. But then Jesse Buckley is like, Harper is the character's name. She's yeah, like, he was stalking me. Like, he followed me through the woods for a day. And the cop's kind of like, well, yeah, he you says, don't know if you've seen him, him twice. Yeah. She's like, I've seen him twice following me. He's like, yeah. he might not have seen you once. Yeah. Should have just shown him the picture at that point. That's what I would have done. It'd be like he's staring oh, yeah. at me. I forgot she has a picture naked. of him. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't you show a picture? Of him? <laughs> yeah, but that scene, that scene's kind of scary too because like you can tell they don't care about her at all. I'm like, so gonna have a nightmare care. of the naked man. Yeah, he's pretty creepy. Oh, Why did you take me to see this freaky. movie? <laughs> hey, you agreed. I didn't force you in. It was anything. peer pressure. It was you answered on the podcast. Ah, <laughs> now I got you stuck again. If I could say something that we're legally obligated not to say, I would say it. I'm but, holding our know. paperwork right now <laughs> for our legal obligations. <laughs> but um, now we're starting to get towards the point where the movie does go downhill. Mm-hmm. But we're not there yet. So then she leaves the bar. She storms out and she starts walking and yeah. she passes the cemetery and she hears the screech that the naked man made. Yeah. And me and Ryan are both like, oh, no. <laughs> and then she turns around. She's like, I think it was like her building up to turn around because I think she was ready to like fight. Yeah. And no one's there. Mm-hmm. So then she starts running away. And then it shows behind her. And the naked man is hidden behind a tree in the cemetery. Yeah, he just steps. Oh, out. and he is butt ass naked. <laughs> oh, the entire time. And but the cop he... even says, like, we gave him some clothes from the lost. Oh, yeah. So he took off the clothes. Yeah. No, he didn't care. No. Went back. And at this point, he has some flowers poking out of his yeah. head. Yeah, we forgot. They, they intercut a scene when the police officer's talking. He, like, slices a hole in his forehead and oh, sticks, yeah, sticks a leaf, a leaf in, there. in there. And, like, the blood's just pouring all, all over his nose, into his mouth and stuff. If you're trying nice. to imagine what he looks like, if you haven't watched this and you just want to hear our review on it, which I know some people do, he looks like Victor Zaz. Yeah. But chunky. Yeah. Like, just, like, cuts all around his body. Very but, weird looking. Bald. Yeah. Looks like he got burned on the top of his head. Yeah. Looks kind of pregnant, which we'll get back to. Yeah, we'll get back to that, too. But uh, what happens next? I'm, like, drawing a blank. She uh, gets back to the house. Yeah, she gets back, and then she starts getting attacked at the house. That was the next scene when they, um... No. The next scene, she FaceTimes her friend. 
and her friends like, yes. oh, there's more, and she tells her what's mm-hmm. happened about how they yeah. released them and stuff. She says that she's gonna come and like stay with her, and she yeah. says okay. And she says like she's four hours away, but she's she's coming. Yeah, she's like, I'll be there. She's like, I'll be there in three. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, hey, just tell me the address, and she tries to tell it to her. It just the phone starts getting connections, and you see the face pop up again. Yeah. Then it reconnects again, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it cuts again, and you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. And all while behind her, you can see outside. Yeah. The lights are flashing outside. Yeah. And she doesn't notice this yet. Super creepy. And then she's like, just text it to me. She's like, oh, of course. And then she sends her location and says red. And then it says, I already know where you are, you little bitch. So yeah. I was like, fuck. Which is the same thing in the kids said. That's to what her, Samuel said yeah. to her, you little bitch. Yeah. And I was like, Funk, not Samuel. Because <laughs> Samuel, Samuel was frightening. Yeah. <laughs> Little kids in horror movies are scary, even though he had a 40-year-old man's face. Yeah, he did. But uh, she then starts being attacked. Someone breaks the window on the house. It looks like someone's breaking into the place. A chair starts moving. She's hidden behind the counter. It's a very creepy scene because the power goes out. Yeah. Then someone starts banging on the front door as well. And she's like getting ready. And then it's Jeffrey broke it. Jeffrey gets into the house. He's like, oh, my God, are you OK? Like someone broke in. Mm-hmm. And that ends up being that a crow flew th- through the window, even though I think someone broke the glass and then threw the crow in. Yeah, because you see the chair like a chair flash through the window. You see it like bounce across the floor. But then Jeffrey walks in and there's a chair broken glass everywhere. And there's just a crow on the ground. And it's still it's still alive. So then Jeffrey breaks. Its yeah, neck. Jeffrey's like, oh, look away. You know, broken wing can't do anything about it. And he snaps its neck and leaves it on the table. And Jeffrey, this whole scene, Jeffrey is like super nice to her. He's like, listen. I understand why you're scared, but like, uh, you know, I'm I'm the guy who owns the place. So I guess I should take a look around. Yeah. So, so starts walking outside. Yeah. And this turned into a very creepy scene very quickly. Mm-hmm. So then it starts to calm down. And you're like, OK, catch our breath. Yeah. And that's this was just a little like flat line to let everyone catch their breath in the theater. Yeah. Everyone's watching it. So then he starts walking around. Inside. He's like, hey, if anyone's out there, he's like and they turn and starts talking to Jesse Buckley. And he's just out in this open area of the backyard. He's like, I think you should be good. And then the lights cut mm-hmm. and come back on. and He's gone. Yeah. I was like, no, fully gone. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she walks inside the house and he hears a little screeching. Yeah. And you're like, what is that? She turns around and, and it's the Lorax, baby. <laughs> no, it's Jeff. It's Samuel. No, Samuel's back in the kitchen. Remember the Lorax is there and he blows the. Oh, the I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's she. It's the what's it called? The lily. Yeah, the, lily the pads. Lily. Yeah, yeah. Not lily no, not pads. pads but They're the green things. The yeah. frogs jump on. Yeah. Whatever the little Frog white fla- the yellow flowers turn into and you blow them when you're. A yeah. Kid. Whatever they're yeah. called. The things you make a wish with. Yeah. I forgot that. See, that was a jump scare. That was weird. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, because the lights cut out and then <laughs> she turns it's around like pitch black. She turns around and the lights cut back on. She turns back around. It's the Lorax. But it's not right the Lorax. behind her. But it's. We're but saying she, the Lorax. It's the naked. It's man the naked man. But then she starts walking backwards, yeah. and he's just following her. And then for a second, I was like, "Oh, is he not like? Is he not bad?" Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, "Oh, maybe." And he's then just he blows. Those, and then he blows those things into her face. Mm-hmm. And then like she starts like I think it was a hallucination. I think someone drugged her. Yeah, because you see them a few times throughout the movie, but like it never says why. Yeah, it's another thing that doesn't get explained. It's just kind of there. It's a lie of the movie. Yeah. But uh, that happens to her. She starts getting like flashbacks of all these different things that have happened to her. Mm-hmm. So then she eventually backs herself into the house and shuts the door on them. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, she's drugged at this point. She's like, doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, she's super messed She's up. holding a knife the whole time. She's kind of like dazed. And then he sticks his hand through the mailbox. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like a good scene for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, he's not bad. Yeah. And, and she, she kind of holds, she hand holds his hand and they grabs, and he her grabs her wrist. <laughs> yeah. And then she stabs him in the arm. 
and he pulls and he, his arm. He stay yeah, he stays there for like a second just with a knife fully through his arm. So he can't pull it out of the mailbox. Yeah. And then he does pull it out of the mailbox and slices his entire arm and hand completely in yeah, half. Yeah, so it's just in half. Yeah. And then the hand moves away. Mm-hmm. And that's when you hear the screeching. I'm sorry, I skipped yeah. the part. And then Samuel's wearing a mask. We forgot to mention this when you first meet him. And it's a it's a Marilyn Monroe mask. Yeah. And he had put the mask on the dead crow. Yeah, and he's just pushing it around. And you hear that kind of like screeching on across the, the marble. Yeah. Yeah. So then she goes back to the kitchen to check on what's happening. And she walks in and sees Samuel there playing with the, with, with the mask. But then he the has crow. the cut hand. Yeah, his hand and arm is also completely just sliced in half. So she, then she says she's going to stab him. Yeah. He's like, now you're going to play a game with me, hiding and seek. And she's like, no, I'm not. He's like, I will stab you. He's like, no, you won't. And then she eventually mm-hmm. runs out of the room, closes the door. Yeah. And she's on one side. Samuel's on the other. Yeah. And she starts counting instead of him counting because she was going to hide. He thinks. Mm-hmm. And then she gets the 10 and she gets ready to bust the door open yeah. and stab Samuel. And the one of the customers at the bar comes <laughs> running in from the side. Yeah. And I mean, I jumped at this yeah. point. Oh, I was you forgot not- to say when she gets to like six, you hear Samuel go, you didn't hide yet. I'm going to find you. You're still right there. Like, yeah, he's like, was, I know where you are. The way he said it was so creepy, but I couldn't help but laugh because he's just like, he's like, I know you where you're at. at. I know where you are. <laughs> yeah, but, but and this movie did have some like giggle moments, like giggle horror, yeah. like where it's so it was creepy. But at the same time, it's kind of funny. Yeah, but it was uh, funny because it's like, what the hell is happening? It's like it's so far fetched. It's kind of funny. Yeah, but then it was so giggle. creepy at the same time. Yeah. But then she gets starts getting chased. She runs up to the bathroom, locks herself in there. Well, it doesn't lock herself in there like an idiot. <laughs> and then the priest comes in mm-hmm. and the priest gives this long spew about how she's like, she's like a sex icon to him. And yeah. Like he's imagining her doing all these things to him and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she stabs him yep. and kills him. Thank and you. now she is leaving. She's getting away. You think you're at yep. the end of the movie. You're very happy for her because yeah, she's she been runs suffering. Through. She runs through the house, gets in the car, but then it starts cutting back to her doing different things before she gets out of the house. Yeah. So me and Ryan thought maybe she killed herself. And that was like, yeah, like the whole thing was that she was just killing herself. Yeah. She was kind of imagining everything that was happening. But then that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And she drives the car. She whips around a turn and she smokes Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) She hammers Jeffrey. (laughs) She should have just kept driving. She could. I would have kept driving. They all have the same face, man. You can't trust any of them. I'm surprised. I wonder why she never brought that up. Yeah. I thought that was going to be like something. It's literally never mentioned. Yeah. But they all look the same. Yeah. But uh, she hits him and then he comes out to the thing. He's like, Miss Harper. And then he yanks her out of the car and beats her. Yeah. And the whole time you think Jeffrey's a good guy. Yeah. Like, he he does good. nothing bad. But then he yanks her out of the car, throws her to the ground. And then he gets in the car and drives away. And she kind of takes a minute to like look up at the stars and the star. This was like it was definitely CGI because the stars were like perfect. You can see the galaxy like. Yeah. And it was super close to the ground. Yeah, it was. It was really, really pretty, but obviously not real. And then you hear the car coming back and it's Jeffrey. I wanted to add something before we get to this is the scene where I figured out that it was supposed to be like the husband. Really? Because you find out that the husband punched her in the face and like all the stuff. And that's why he ends up killing himself. Cause then she kicks him out of the house. Mm-hmm. And he also, they show you his dead body after he jumps and he has a, a pole sticking through his hand. Yeah. In the exact same way that she cut yeah. that guy it rips his arm in half the exact same way that she had cut them. And I don't know why in my head, as soon as I saw him hit her and he had the messed up hand, mm-hmm. I was like, 
oh, they're doing the de- it's the boyfriend that she's just envisioning as the Airbnb guy. Yeah. And sort of. Sort of. <laughs> we'll get to why this my idea was kind of right but kind of wrong. Yeah. So then the car drives away, and as Ryan was saying, it does come back, and he starts trying to chase her. Mm-hmm. And you get a really creepy close-up from inside the car yeah. of Rory kind And he's character. screaming the same way that the, the Lorax had been screaming. The yeah. naked man is The naked screaming. man. Yeah. Everyone had been screaming. Yeah. And that's pretty much their way of being like, it's all the same person. And I feel like another theory I have is that she's drugged the whole time and never actually left the house. It's it's definitely not real. Like what whatever it point. is. Yeah, to a point. Because at the end we'll get to the end. I guess yeah. we can talk about that later. Because at the end, like there's parts that make it real, but also not at the same time. Yeah. So then he tries to hit her, but she runs into like the garden of the house and hits the stone. So he crashes mm-hmm. the car. But then soon as she like gets on her hand and knees and she thinks that I think she thinks he died from the car crash. Yeah. Because, I mean, he smoked those. Oh, yeah. He nailed that ball. But then a shadow gets out. And right away, I knew it was the naked man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but then the naked man shows up. And he has a green leaf as a face. Yeah. Like an entire, his whole face is a cabbage leaf. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay. Yeah. But then he gets really, then he's really fat all of a sudden. I'm yeah. Like, and he starts is... stepping towards her and his ankle breaks. Yeah. Which and is then another thing that another you saw hand, the, husband. the husband's ankle is completely destroyed. And it, yeah. it, I mean, it's an. And the noise that they used was a perfect description of what it sounds like when you break that. <laughs> and he steps towards her and they start making like a noise and he starts like grunting and stuff. I'm like, yeah. what the? And his stomach's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So he leans down his back and he turns out to have a female genitalia uh-huh. along with a male genitalia. That you've been seeing the entire movie. Yeah, but you never noticed he had a female one. Nope. But he was we knew he was using Manscaped because yep. he was all clean down he there. Was super clean. I, spotless, might spotless. I say. Spotless. Spotless. We know he was using the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which me and Ryan have both been given. It is mm-hmm. a great product. But if you want to get your own Manscaped, I highly recommend that you can get 20. No, you can get 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with using the code CMB at Manscaped.com. Mm-hmm. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using, again, our code CMB. Yep. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools to join us. To yep. Protect your crown jewels. Yes, sir. Because we know yeah. the Lorax man. He did not protect his crown jewels. And might I say, they were extra dirty. If he had used that ball toner and deodorant, would have been spotless. Would have been spotless. She would have married him. Yep. And the close-up you see of them. Yep, would have been spotless. Not of him, of better. his parts. Yep, of his crown jewels, baby. But uh, yeah, he needs that new 4.0 performance package, yep. don't you think? I agree. Get the weed whacker. Fully agree. He could have used the underwear and shirt, too. Yeah, he needed them. He did need them. But yeah, mm-hmm. thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring our episode and letting us talk about male genitalia. Yep, thank you, male- Manscaped. Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we are not getting the sponsorship to stay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thanks, Manscaped. Again, use the code CMB at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Back to the pregnancy part. <laughs> so this is, if you couldn't tell, this is the part that's stupid. Yeah. So then he has a version. No, then he has Samuel. Yes, he, he gives birth to Samuel, who is the kid. Samuel screams, breaks his ankle, falls down, gives birth to the priest. No. The priest is the second to last one. Oh, is it? It's the customer. Yeah. The bar. Yeah. He falls down. He gives birth to someone. Yep. Then they get inside the house, mm-hmm. which I think is someone. Uh, Maybe the other customer. because Yeah, I think it was the other customer. Yeah. Who then gives birth to Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. 
who then gives birth to the priest, and then she backs herself into the room with an axe. Yeah. And then her husband, dead husband comes out. Yeah. Because you see the priest starting to give birth, and then she walks into a different room, backs in, and grabs an axe, and then her husband walks in. Well, he gives birth from the mouth. Yes. And, like, his feet first. You see the feet. The other out. guy gives, we forgot to say, the other guy gives birth with female genitalia that's on his upper back. Yeah. On his upper back, and then the guy before him was the belly button. Still female genitalia, but it was in the. Oh yeah, it's always a it's always a male female genitalia, yeah. just on different parts of the body. Yeah, and it always gets more and more gruesome. Yeah. It always gets more and like yeah. creepier looking. Because you see like their spine popping out and stuff, and it's it's, and every version of them dies after they give birth. Just yes, just to clarify. Yeah, yeah. And then the husband comes out and he's like, "See what you did to me?" And then she's like, "I didn't do anything to you." And she's like, "What do you want from me?" Yeah, and he's like. Your love, and she's and she, after he said that, I thought she was gonna kiss him, and I would have given the movie a thirty. I I, oh, I went so in my head. I was like, I thought she was gonna, gonna chop him. his head off. It. I thought she was gonna chop, his or head she off was gonna chop his something. dick off, like she had said. The, her friend said to yeah, do. her friend had said, yeah, 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 but she didn't. And the movie just ends, and yeah. it says men. But then we mm-hmm. get a little opening credit scene, post credit opening credit scene. Sure. How do you word that? Post title scene post title card scene yeah, yeah that uh the friend finally gets there the next morning mm-hmm. and so the car is destroyed yeah so there's, that was real so that's real somebody crashed the but car. none of the baby people are there yeah there's no bodies anywhere but there is in the front yard yes we don't but see then there's the a house. trail of blood going into the house yeah which is from one of the the baby people yeah the baby givers yeah somebody samuel or somebody something crawling through and then she looks to her left and sitting on the steps outside in the garden is Harper. Harper. Yeah. And then it ends. she smiles, sees her friend, friends prego. Yes. Scene ends. End of movie. Yeah. So whatever that means, her friend being pregnant probably has something to do with it. We don't know why. But, I said to know. Ryan, maybe her husband got her pregnant. Maybe. And that's why she couldn't wanted to divorce him. Maybe. I don't know. It was so yeah, dumb. So yeah, I, I don't know. It was it was just a very very stupid and confusing ending. Like, oh wow, we talked a long time. We're we at forty one minutes. Oh wow, we did talk for a long time. I did not feel like we talked for that long. No, it didn't. Well, oh well. Yeah. Hopefully so, they figured it out. Yeah, yeah, but the ending stupid. It dropped the movie a lot of points for both of us. From the scene but... where he crashes before he crashes the car. Right as he crashed the car, it's still at a high eighty for me. Yep. Right when the Lorax popped out, it went down. Like, yeah, if he had popped out normal, I probably still would have been fine. Yeah. As soon as he started giving birth. It was just so downhill. And that. at least after the first one, I was like, okay, this is weird. So now Sam was going to kill. When Samuel gave birth, I was like, okay. It just kept going. It, it was, was it was just a long scene that didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah, at all. Yeah, so me and Ryan both wanted to end when she got in the car and she just drives away, drives away and has a happy ending. Yeah. But we don't get that. I thought she was going to crash the car. So did and I. And kill herself. Yeah. But I thought she was dead the whole time because you see a little flashback of her in a bathtub. And like, she's screaming. That was a creepy yeah, little cut. That was creepy. And you then you see like air bubbles. Yeah. Her ears. That was and cool. then you see her. I explained how when I when she's running out to the car, there's a cut where she's crawling and looking at her wrist. So I thought she slid her wrist. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different theories. So but no, I don't. Neither one of us know what actually happened. Yeah. Hopefully Alex Garland explains it a little bit because sometimes directors with these kind of stuff will explain what he means by yeah. it. But yeah, we'll see some YouTube. We'll watch some YouTube videos yeah, coming hopefully up. Something comes out. But uh, yeah, do you got anything else you want to add? No, I mean, it, I think if you listen to this and said like, "Oh, well, this movie isn't my thing. It's way too weird." You're probably right. But if you do like horror, then I think this is worth a watch because the first two acts are genuinely really, really good. 
Okay, so this is how I'm going to recommend it. Yes, watch this movie, but soon as she gets in the car... No. Soon as the guy, crash, Jeffrey, crashes her car, turn it off. Yeah. That should be your ending. That's it. She gets killed. Just imagine that. Yep, that's it. That's yeah. that's better than we got. Yeah, but... Yeah. yeah, that's all. I do highly recommend people still go check this out because the first two acts are incredible. Mm-hmm. Rory Kiner gives a performance that I don't think we'll see very often. No. Very, very good movie until the end. Yeah. Yeah, 76 I, I isn't a terrible score. 75 isn't a terrible score. No. Just very it's just disappointing because we were we were really loving it until the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Do you want to move on to our recommendations? Hmm. This happens every single week. Yeah, I know. I forgot. I know. Uh well I've watched like eight Marvel movies in the last week, in the last three days. So, so I'm gonna recommend a Marvel movie. I'm gonna recommend Thor Ragnarok, which I finally got around to watching, and I absolutely adored it. I think it is the perfect action adventure, of course, starring Chris Hemsworth, who I think is the perfect choice for Thor. And it felt very much like an Indiana Jones film. So I loved it, and I highly recommend everyone to check it out. It is on Disney+. Plus. I think I'll recommend a Marvel film, too. We'll just stay in that category. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, is... Very good. Uh, I'm not gonna put, not gonna spoil it and tell you where it is in my Marvel rankings, but I do know where it is, and it's it's very good. It's one of my favorites, and I totally recommend you watch it. The music, the I mean, the CGI is amazing in that movie, and I think every every hero in that one has a chance of being somebody's best favorite guardian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the same way the Avengers, like every Avenger is somebody's favorite Avenger. Yeah, every guardian is amazing, and I think James Gunn is. Absolutely, thank for that, and all the actors: Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, like everybody. So yeah, especially Vin Diesel as Groot. I mean, his voice lines are just amazing, so impactful, so impactful in the story. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper is like great. If you had never told me that was Bradley Cooper, I would never never guessed. I didn't know that for like years. Really? Like till Endgame. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just sounds so different, but it's it's really really great. But when you actually pay attention to it, you can tell it's him. Yeah, but if you're not paying attention to it, you're just listening to him. Yeah, like it just lines. sounds it just sounds like Rocket. But yeah, do you want to move on to our fan questions? Yeah, I picked a lot for this episode because I didn't think we we're gonna have that much to talk about. But we end up going on for a while. Yeah, but we're still gonna answer all of them. Okay, where do you guys see this show in five years? This question is from Nelson. I'll let you take this one. Um, yeah, where do you see this in five years? And that's a great question. I don't I mean, know. I mean, I'll be 26. You'll be 23. Yeah. No, you'll be 24. It's five. Yeah. Yeah, I will 24. be 24. Um, I mean, that's a great question because like I, I would love to always do this. Yeah, I mean, no, me too. I mean, this is this kind of started just as a fun thing to do. But to be honest, it's it's grown pretty. Yeah, fast. like it's like, grown to the point where we get to talk with important people yeah, and talk. Like we, we have sponsors now. Yeah, like, we have it's, sponsors. It's pretty crazy. So I, I really don't know where this is going to go in five years. And like we love we both want to work in film. Like that's our dream. And mm-hmm. hopefully me and Ryan are best friends. So like. We hope to work on this together and then maybe eventually do a radio and do like yeah. all these other stuff that we can grow yeah, this into. Anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope we're still doing this. I hope we're still maybe not this exact show, but still working together on something. Yeah. I would like the show to still be there in five years. Yeah. Maybe, we'll at least, maybe by then I'll have a Whiskey Whispers episode out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I hope to still be working with Ryan on film stuff in five years. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any plans to move to California? Uh, not right now. That is from Mark. Not not right now, but I mean, 
if the time arose, like Tommy said, we both want to work in film. So if like there was an opportunity, yeah, like I had somebody to do. Yeah, I've never planned to move to California, but like again, what we just said about the show in five years, we both want to work in film. We want that's that's what we want to do with our careers. We want to work in TV and film. That's kind of where you have to go. You can work in Georgia because Georgia's where a lot of the production companies are in. Yep. But for the most part, yeah, I I think at one point, at some point, I will live in California, and I assume Ryan will be there with me at some point. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> how else are we going to work in film? I don't want to work for <laughs> Delco's newspaper company. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would really hope to work in film in California at some point in my life. Yeah. Okay, this question is from Matt. Favorite indie horror film? Saw. Yeah, I don't even know if I have an or answer. Or Blair Witch. I don't know if I have an answer for this because I really don't watch that much horror movies. Yeah, you really don't watch horror. Maybe X. Yeah, X that was, was an indie film. Yeah, no, that's an yeah, indie I'd film. say X. Best A24 film? This question is from Carly. This one's hard. No, it's not. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this the other yeah, day. I think that's the best overall. Yeah, I agree. Same answer. If you could work with any director, who would it be? This question is from Miguel. Mm. Denis. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve or Chris Nolan. I was just about to say, or Nolan. Mm-hmm. Or Fincher. Fincher's Supposedly great. Fincher's nice on set, too. Is I would he? not want to work with Lynch. No, David Lynch, absolutely not. No, he scares me. <laughs> I would not want to work with Tarantino, either. I feel yeah. like he'd scare me. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, moving on from that. What are you guys majoring in? This question is from Casey. I'm film production. And I am communications. Yeah. I was a broadcast journalism major, and then I decided I didn't want to work in that, and I wanted to do something broader. So I picked communications. But five, four of my five classes, I ran the radio show at my school. I ran my podcast at the school. I took a film history course, and I took the evolution of direction yeah. in film. So mainly I work in film stuff. Might change over to a film major. Uh Question number eight. Question number seven. I'm sorry. Tommy, what is your MOS in the military? This is a question from Dylan. Uh, I'm an 11 Bravo. I'm an infantryman. Moving on from that. Respect. Thank you. <laughs> uh, question number eight. Best energy drink. This question from Miranda. So I used to say bang energy drink. Mm-hmm. But now I've moved on to Celsius. Really? Yeah. It uh, speeds mm-hmm. out your metabolism. Hmm. Never heard of it. It's very good. Let's try There's that. There's a can of it right over there. All right. I'm going to reach out to Celsius. Maybe we can get them as a sponsor as Maybe. well. Rains are pretty good, too. I do like that rain energy. Orange Dream School or whatever. Yeah, the Dream Sickle. really good. <laughs> that one is good. Uh, question number nine. This one's from Kaylee. What equipment do you use for the podcast? We use a Rock Mixer 2. Yeah. And we have two mics. We originally had headsets. And then one day we we were just couldn't figure out why the audio wasn't recording right. And I mean, this was early. Yeah. And then we were like... We don't even need the headset. Yeah, we just sit next to each other. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so we got rid of the headsets, and then we figured out even when someone's on the call with us, we don't need the headset because it just comes through the computer, yeah. and it doesn't pick up. So yeah, we use a Rock Mix 2. It's not super expensive. I think it costs four some 450 for everything, and it's a whole set. Yeah. Like, it comes with a lot. And then we use Zencast to record, and we post on Anchor, yep. which both are free. Uh, question number 10. Will you guys do a fan question episode like Nerd Soup did? Questions from Adam. Yeah, we'd probably yeah, do that at some point. We would just need a lot. I mean, we got a ton of fans' questions anyway. But uh, the only problem is, like, this is nothing that nothing wrong with our fans or anything. It's just a lot of the questions are reused because not everyone has listened to every episode. Yeah. So a lot of the questions are reused. So it's kind of hard to pick a different one every week. But, yeah, we'll definitely do an episode at some point like that. Yeah. 
Uh, do you guys? This kind of question is similar to another question. I'll still use it. Do you guys have any other rankings episodes in the works? This question is from Marcus. Uh, we have a couple in the works because I'm leaving for a month in June. So we're going to try and do a couple there because we can't do news because I'll be gone. Yeah. So we're going to have a five episode week where I release, but we'll release them weekly. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on from yeah. that. One of them is probably going to make people very, very angry, if not all of them. Yeah. Because I imagine we'll do Star Wars. Yeah. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. People won't be happy with that. <laughs> and this is actually a question that was submitted late to when I asked for the fan questions. And this is a pretty cool question from James. Can you guys please continue with the gaming hour? You guys are very so funny and chaotic. I mean, we've done what? We've done three gaming hours. So yeah, far? like two or we three. We did two land land parties. Mm-hmm. And then we hopped on Red Dead the other day. And I, I just went on Twitch and I will record a lot of the times I play games, even if I'm not talking. But Ryan didn't even know we were doing a Twitch stream. Yeah. Until after the episode was done. <laughs> and then my and, well, internet cut yeah, out. Yeah, Ryan's so. internet cut out. That's the only reason the stream ended. <laughs> I'll work on like, getting that fixed. But yeah, I think we'll do it. I mean, it does, all I have to do is hit Twitch and record, and you guys seem to like it. Yeah. And it's more ways to get to talk to you guys. And uh, me and Ryan can answer questions. You guys can probably join us in a lobby if you want. We play. We like playing Red Dead Fortnite together. Yeah. We did like GTA, but I had to delete it because it took up too much of my space. But I think Red Dead's going to take over from my GTA spot because the same thing, just Wild West. Yeah, just horses and stuff. That's but uh, before we answer our final question, well, we're not going to answer it. Someone special is going to answer it for us. Yeah. Before we answer that, we're going to say we're going to close out our section of the podcast and then we'll read the question and then our buddy will answer it for us. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan, is there anything you want to add? No, I mean, thank you for listening. Thanks for all the questions. We had a lot of questions today, which is awesome. And yeah, uh, yeah thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you guys again for listening. Again, make sure to like and share the episodes. Send it to your friends, family, aunts, uncles, pets, your manager at McDonald's, yep. whatever you do. And thank you guys so much for the amazing support. We have some really cool episodes coming up. And the final question before we let our friend answer it. The question is, where is the MCU rankings episode? And this question is from Abigail. And our friend is going to answer that for you right now. Hi, this is Devin Scott. Looking forward to showing my Marvel rankings on the Popcorn Podcast this week. Stay tuned. Check it out. Take care. Later.